toes tied tomorrow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. He's going to get his two toes tomorrow. Um, it's the Drange Penguin Podcast, volume. Is it volume three? How do you count volumes? Well, you, you know, you bundle them up. It's literally like, I think volume means like a wrap, right? Bundle by what? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, like by year, I think, you know. So then why would this be volume three? Because we did, volume a, three? we did a super secret set of podcasts, right? In, you know, like early part of the 2010s. <laughs> sure. And then we did the one last year, so right? That was all one big volume? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then all the ones we've done this time, you know, the like in volume. 2021. This time we're already on two volumes? Yeah, and so then now, volume? yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the, I mean, you know, like, we'll, we'll figure out what the official naming convention is going to be. It's like the pilot episodes, you know, you know how that goes, Everybody's right? Everybody's drawn weird. Yeah, you exactly. Look super weird. Yeah, right now, too. Oh, look at that. Dell's going to bring his kid. We're going to talk about this in a second. If you don't, If you ain't know... Dell cranked out a kid. All by I himself. did. I did yeah. by myself. Yep. Asexual it. reproduction. Yeah, That's Dell. Amazing. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, look at him holding on to his baby. A oh. very yeah. special. So now y'all get to listen to him scream in the background <laughs> randomly. Yeah. So that'll be a different thing. I mean, you know. Uh, I'm all for it. Yeah. He's not wanting to go to sleep tonight. Who needs sleep? You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Back to this world, like you know how many times right now. You know how many times before this, episode, well, we were waiting on Dell as Dell was sleeping. You know, this guy. I was taking his nap for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I went downstairs to pat that stupid baby on the butt and then comfort him and let him know that he was loved. This other now, baby. Whether or not that was true or not, you know, that's a separate question. You know, uh, you know. So I, I have no sympathy. What's I up, little guy? Oh yeah, look at it. It's moving. Whoa. Don't let the head fall off. <laughs> Man, he the head on. He has, he has that Smith look. <laughs> adorable. That's what people say. Look at that little Smith. Go to sleep, boy. Adorable. He ain't gonna He'll have none of it. Don't do it. He's a, not if he's a real dad. Smith. Don't listen to your dad. Damn. He don't know nothing. Shut up, dad. He's old. <laughs> your old news, dad. You had me when you were 55. Uh, so yeah, all right. So like, if you missed it, we we wrapped up 2021, the start of it. We were sort of thinking we we're getting out of the pandemic, right? Uh, but yeah, it was, I didn't think that. Instead, it was like Empire Strikes Back, you know. Um, turns out we're right back where we started. Omicron, wreaking havoc, you know. Pew, 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 pew. Like everybody's got it now. Like, like everybody who didn't, you know, we talked about it before. Right? There was the initial wave, and you know, like vaccinations. And then the Delta variant, it got some people. It got Dell. Dell got COVID. Um, and then, you know, everybody else is getting it now. Like, my dad got it. You know? Yeah. My friend Jeremy got it. You all met Jeremy at the wedding? No. No, I don't know anybody. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, people got it. People are getting it. The, so that's where we are. That's where we start this this uh, volume of what podcast. What volume is this? Pi three. Three to nine. How do I'm we not sure. three? You, well... When the moon is waxing gibbous, you know, uh, or waning Gibson, I don't know, yeah. uh, like the guitar. When the moon waxes philosophical. Yeah, man, you know, yeah. and, and you're there for a while, like, wrap it up, moon, let's go. I'm trying to get some ebb and flow. All right, so um, it's a podcast, we're back to it. What Sorry, we're going to talk about tonight, 
is uh Dell. So you're pop now. Like officially before you were like theoretically like it was gonna happen, but now, you know, out out it came. You changed some diapers. Is it everything yeah. you dreamed? Yeah. How did it happen? Yeah. Uh how did the baby happen? Well, glass of wine and some literature. They call the stork. And, uh, no, it was, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's um, an adventure so far. It's been, <laughs> it's been. No, I mean, so, so it, there was the like the the leading up to it because you expected this kid in twenty twenty one and it came in twenty two. Yeah, right? he did not want to come out. Um, What's he up okay. With that? Yeah, well. <laughs> I was ten, I was ten days late, so we yeah, ended up we ended up. Yeah, yeah. That was late. He was ten minutes late to this podcast too. Uh, well, <laughs> story of my life. Yeah. Uh, we went. So the doctor on at forty weeks did an ultra, ultrasound. Everything looked good, except they thought the ultrasound showed the baby was possibly nine pounds, and they were worried about. Sarah being able to deliver a nine pound baby. Sarah um, being the mother of this baby, huh? Yeah. Um yes. what's what's the plus or minus on on, oh, yeah, on that on the wave? No, no, it's no. I like, mean Oh, go ahead. Yeah, ten percent. Ten to fifteen percent. Yeah. This is a lot. A big difference. So, you know we but then, you know, I was like, well, Okay, that's not. That's a pretty. That's a pretty. Lo- that's a lot. Like that. That took takes it from like nine pounds to eight pounds, basically, almost right. So, uh, or eight point four or something like that. And then I can't remember. I did all the math at some point, but uh, you a lot know, of waiting going on for dads there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he. So he. We were worried about that because the doctor seemed like pretty concerned about it you know she's like you're you're a petite you're small frame you're small girl like uh you know i'm worried about that and so we were so at 41 weeks when there had been no real sign of like it was like getting ready to come uh we were just a little bit freaked out and let that make us make the decision to to start induction but we wanted to do we wanted to give every the best chance we could so we started uh with cervidil and what's that uh that is a like progesterone insert that mm-hmm. uh that causes the cervix to ripen further if it's not she was already like 70 75 in like two centimeters but we we just figured if we're gonna do this thing that we might as well try to get it to go as far as it, as far as we could Progesterone prostaglandin. That's what I meant to say. Not progesterone prostaglandin. And um, so, uh, so we went to the hospital that night, that Tuesday night, and did not realize Tuesday. that we were going to be there until yeah, until uh, <laughs> until Saturday on this saga. Um, <clears throat> that it didn't really do anything. Uh. So they started Pitocin on Wednesday morning at like four in the morning. And she did that until, I don't remember, like 6 p.m., I think. Uh, And at what point in there did you guys sleep? 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the first night it wasn't it wasn't too bad. She slept, she slept pretty well. I was in a chair, a reclining chair or whatever. Um, but that was the other thing is we kind of went into it a little bit tired, or I did at least. I was I was tired on Tuesday for some reason, and I got like two hours of sleep that night and uh, felt better. But she 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 could eat until midnight. And then at midnight, uh, they they told her no more food. And so um, I was sneaking her coconut water and Gatorade. Um, they didn't want her to have anything. But mm-hmm. uh, so so we started with Pitocin. Uh, about 6 p.m., I think it was about 6 p.m. the next day, she, she gave in and decided she needed an epidural. She was having... Beyond contractions, the contractions weren't super hard, strong. They were strong, but they weren't super strong. Uh, but besides that, she was having hip pain in her right side, like just constant, like not like outside of contractions. Like it had to be like nerves, some like the baby yeah. was lay, laying on a nerve or something like that, not yeah. moving. So, um, she was, uh, she was, you know, she'd been up and walking around and trying to move around and stuff until she got the epidural. And then, of course, she couldn't. Um, took the epidural. Um, and then, how many hours? I don't know, like three hours later, uh, the, the, um, what day are we now? Wednesday or Thursday? We're, we're still Wednesday night. I can, I'm not, I'll have to ask Sarah. We'll have to get, well, she's not going to know. I have to go back on the timeline and look and look at it all, but it's all good. It was it's so at some point after the epidural, a few hours after the epidural, her the pain in her right side came back. She couldn't feel the contractions, but she could feel that pain, which was (laughs) never going away, like it never stopped. And so that was you know worse than being able to just deal with the contractions. I think, and that's the whole reason she got the epidural was for that. Was for that. We'll numb everything but the throbbing pain. How about that? Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah. So um, they offered her, you know, um, they offered her uh, narcotics as an alternative, you know, and and I was like, I was like, she was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you want to take narcotics? (laughs) Because <laughs> they didn't present it as narcotics, you know. They yeah. still said we can give you some IV medication. She's like, "No, I don't want to do that." And I was like, "Yeah, no narcotics." And, and they I said, found "Do you want? That, do you want the sweet, sweet relief?" Is that how they right, said it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, she's just like, "We can give you some drugs in your IV that'll, you know, that'll help take the pain away, but it might make the baby a little sleepy." That's how they worded it. And mm-hmm. I said, "I said no." Um, a I also sleepy. Found, <laughs> found out that. Uh, the epidural has fentanyl in it as like a starter sort of thing. I didn't know that. Um, so I was like wigging out while, during this, like reading about mm-hmm. epidurals with, with, cause they're supposed to be non-narcotic is what I'd heard and heard and heard and heard. And then yeah. I, I saw that that said fentanyl on it. I was like, what the, f-? yeah, it wasn't all fentanyl. It was a low dose of it, but, but, yeah. but there was some, you know, and I think that's probably what took the edge off the, the hip pain. And when that started to wear off and just the rest of the epidural was still going, that's when the hip pain came back, thinking about sense. it on this side of it. But yeah. anyway, we we did that. Um, so they had to call the uh, 
the anesthesiologist back at around midnight, I think one midnight or one in the morning, uh, to redo the epidural because they thought that it was just not placed right and maybe the right side wasn't getting enough and so the left side was a day without food now she's a day without food yeah and uh, right and uh yeah so i saw this unfolding and i, I you know I'll, t- t- I'll i'll go back and like give my feelings at my feelings state uh i guess throughout after after the play-by-play but um i so she got the second epidural uh that lasted for two hours pretty much straight and then the then the hip pain came back again the contractions were good you know um Mm -hmm. but got the hip pain started coming back she um the nurse came in and said well it looks like you're nine nine and a half almost 10 centimeters in this period of time they had taken her off the pitocin because the contractions were going on their own then the contractions kind of stopped slowed down after they took her off eventually kind of slowed down uh which we were actually okay with we're like well let's rest and just sleep and we'll get up and try it again in the morning you know let's build up some energy hit the pitocin again at like six and we're going to do this thing and I think that would have been fine if the hip pain had not come back, you know? Yeah. But you um, can't get no rest. You're just right. in pain, yeah. So she's sitting there, like, moaning, you know, and, and eventually I'm just like, this, this is insane. So um, she starts pushing it around 4, 4.35, something like that in the morning. Um, the one the one nurse that – so we had a friend, uh, a couple of friends who are nurses or have been nurses there and like knew everybody. And they're like, these nurses are great. This is the nurse you don't want. That's the nurse that was the night nurse, you know? So, oh, uh, cool. <laughs> so Sarah is like not happy about that. And Get her this, away from uh, bed. this other nurse comes in at some point, Sarah's like, if you want to, anytime you want to take over, you know, you could just do it, you know, and we don't have to deal with her. And it's not that she was bad. I ultimately think that she did a really good job helping Sarah push. She was very direct, but in every other way, she was, she was older and she's just real passive and she couldn't hear, made Sarah repeat almost everything she said. <laughs> and at some point Sarah was like, what do you need from me? Or the nurse was like, what do you need from me? And Sarah was like, I need to not have to say things twice. Or something like that. I was like, you sound yeah. like me right now. Uh, but uh, it's the most, yeah, like that I've ever heard her. So she pushed and she got the head. The, the other thing was that the head was not in, still not engaged. Like even at, at nine and a half or 10 centimeters, it was still not, not engaged in the pelvis. And that was another thing that was making them worried that it was just too big for her pelvis and it wasn't going to really go in there. And even if we could get the head through that, the shoulders were going to get stuck potentially. And, um, so anyway, so Sarah pushed for a solid two hours, Cudworth, the, the doctor, um, got there around six, six fifteen, and Sarah's pushing, you know, she got the baby engaged and the head down, you know, zero station and, and, in there really well uh but she is just fading like after not sleeping and being in constant pain for you know yeah 12, no sleep 12 no hours, sleep full pain no food 
that right. it's a recipe for fading. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, so she got the baby down there and the last like three times she pushed, I was like watching her and I could tell there was nothing happened. Like she was not making, it was not going to do anything, you know? And yeah. at this point, the epidural had fully worn off. So she could move both legs. Now we were moving around. She was getting in different positions, you know, doing all this other stuff. Uh, so she was feet after all, after the epidural, she was still like pushing <laughs> naturally <laughs> with no, with no relief. Um, and, uh, but when it was, she was just exhausted and I didn't know how we were going to get at this point from point A to point B and, uh, without her having to take narcotics or something like that. And so, so we, you know, decided to do the C-section and, and the doctor is like, well, I, I have another one scheduled for right now, but I'm going to bump them and go ahead and do, because you're obviously like in a lot of pain yeah. and you've been doing this for a long time and the whole staff was like kept saying how amazed they were that she and even the doctor the doctor just had her second baby maybe and she's like i don't know how you made it as long as you did without an epidural even you know for the first time and uh which was telling you know to me about their expectations <laughs> you know for how this is gonna go but yeah um at that point it's just it's just time to time to have the baby and so uh Went so they called the anesthesiologist in again to do a spinal block. The anesthesiologist was like, I can't do a spinal block at this hmm. point. There's no time, you know, to let that to get that set up. Uh we can do an epidural, but that hasn't worked twice now, so I'm sketchy hmm. about it. So the only other option is general anesthesia and putting you under. And we we're like can we try the epidural? Cause it, la it was working for like at least an hour, you know? Yeah. And we're, I was just thinking if we can just get that and get right in there, you know, and do the thing before it wears off, we'll be good. Yeah. And, uh, so she did it. Yeah, she did that. And it worked. Thank God the, the, the dude came in, um, uh, the nurse anesthetist came in and it's like, you know, saying, can you feel this? Can you feel this? And she was like, could feel just like barely under like where the cutoff was like a rib cage or whatever. And he's like, okay, we're going to give it five more minutes and see. And, and then he came back five minutes later. It's like, I, it was for me, I don't know if Sarah was aware, but I was like, it was like so tense. Yeah. I was like, like, like watching 24, you know, or something like that. Feel this? Okay. I'm going to cut you. Yeah. 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 Um, so she couldn't feel it, so they wheeled her in. I changed, went in there. Um, oh, they, they did ask uh, if two paramedic trainees could come watch, observe, because they have to observe things. Yeah. And then uh, because we were doing it a C-section, they could. we didn't realize that there were people there because Sarah had wanted to donate her placenta, but we, they wouldn't do it if it was a vaginal birth because of the bacteria that gets on it and whatever. Um, but a woman came in and asked if Sarah would donate and wanted to donate the placenta because it was going to be C-section. And, and uh, if there is a, Wait, a silver what lining, do? what do you do with it? Like, they what? take it and, and preserve it and then use it for stem cells. I think for yeah. like burn victims and things like that. Hmm. Um, cool. So Sarah, Sarah had really hoped to be able to do something like that. We talked about cord clamping and banking that, but they didn't have any protocols really set up to do that. And we just kind of 
let it fall by the wayside as far as like in c-section we wouldn't been able to do that anyway i don't think but um but anyway uh so sarah you know teared up like it, it made that moment a little bit better and more special for her because she was able to do this thing you know that she yeah. wanted cool. to do and uh we go in I, I get ready and go in there sit down and they're basically like go, like as soon as i get the, in there they're go time you know and uh i sit down and like wait was it guy was a guy like a the chef like sing sing sing, sing. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like wait on you uh i sat down probably 10 seconds after i sat down i saw a uh somebody walk past me like they're about to puke you know and and sit down and was, and she was kind of petite what, and blonde in the in the uh is it a trainee is it a... yeah it was with the paramedic but but it was the, our ob is petite and blonde she's a small blonde <laughs> blonde woman and at first like i just saw it out of the corner of my eyes like is that the doctor getting sick what the fuck is happening uh but it was a, it was a, somebody said something about the training not being able to handle it or something like that. Um, so we, uh, hey, dang, gotta, yeah, yeah, gotta yeah. be a cable installer now or something. All right. Now. All right. <laughs> um, so they did it and then they're like, they're like, okay, you ready to see the, the sex? And, uh, they dropped the cloth and they're just like holding the baby like, <laughs> like first genitals first like right in our faces <laughs> is this this blue child. this blue with milky white junk <laughs> all over it thing with a penis and i, I was like oh. but it was Pen awesome man. We, you know yeah it, baby. yeah yeah we, i mean we it, it, it reminds me of when we uh we got you know so the the junk just kind of like Oh, there it is. It was like unwrapping and look. It was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, oh, they took oh, it. Okay. They took it and and let me cut the cord. Still, I mean, they cut the cord. They took me over to the place and let me cut it again. Like cut whatever little end off. The other part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ceremonial, but I got to feel that. And then they took me to the to back to our room with the baby, where they cleaned it up and you know wiped it off and measured it and whatever and. I got to do skin to skin for the first 40 minutes or whatever. Nice. And yeah, that's cool. so for me, that was like a pretty special thing that came out of that, that I didn't even know yeah. was a thing going to be a thing that, that we yeah. could do. And, um, so, so yeah, so, so we did that then went and saw Sarah after about 45 minutes and, uh, she nursed. And from that point it was all pretty much like, what we expected you know the after birth so she was okay no no complications of mm -mm. finishing up the procedure yeah the the doctor was worried that she wasn't um gonna be able to do the incision laterally i guess or horizontally or whatever yeah. um on the uterus that she's gonna have to go vertically on the uterus and that would mean that if we had more kids down the road that we would that we wouldn't be able to do vaginal the second again. time yeah mm -hmm. she's yeah. just afraid that the baby was gonna be maybe too far down in and stuck and yeah uh but she was able to do it she was able to do it and she did a great job on the c-section um and and uh she i th you know i think she's was pretty skilled at that so 
uh can't even hardly see the scar where she put it or the incision right now i haven't even really seen it or noticed it so <laughs> um yeah it, it from after that so all the aftercare afterbirth care is, was pretty much exactly like we yeah. wanted it in the birth plan that was great it was just the everything about the birthing process pretty much went sideways and um yeah, I th- from what I we mean, had expected, what we had desired, I should say. Yeah, I, I think the advice, if I remember right, that that I I gave you guys was like, I mean, you be prepared, but then also be prepared to be unprepared, right? right. It's like, because it's not just like, uh, you know, do they have fish or do they have chicken? If they don't have fish, I'll get chicken. It's not really like that. Right. It's like, uh, we were getting the fish, somebody dropped it. And all we have is chicken, but you got to kill it yourself. And you're like, what the hell? What? I didn't really make you know? <laughs> yeah. it. Just, it's a lot of stuff that you're not really prepared for. Or, you know, the chicken, uh, it's actually going to try to attack you, so you got to you fight. So, you know, hope, hopefully you know, uh, you know, Muay Thai. Uh, it's kind of like that. It's like, yeah. it's sort of the end you wanted, but then you're prepared. Uh, you're presented with a set of circumstances and decisions that you were not really prepared for. And, and uh, I mean, it was similar... Our Gina, speaking of baby, she stepped away to grab our our newest and and almost biggest. He's, uh, yeah, it, it was it's kind of like that with our first. Uh, you know that didn't it, it kind of went a little sideways, but you know, like we said, the end results we care about, right? You want to have your kid, you know. Um, you know, any did you have like any dad moments? Or like, look at my son. Uh, I mean, yeah, we there's <laughs> definitely been emotions like mm-hmm. nonstop about that. Uh, we both, as soon as we saw him, you know, heard him cry. When we heard him cry, it was the cutest cry <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. He actually went, wah, like with a full <laughs> W, and I'd yeah. never heard a baby do that, and I didn't think that was a real thing. And it was, we both just... Ball, like immediately just like looked at each other sarah and i did <laughs> on the tape she's on the table at the c-section still and just like lost it and it was awesome um and then the uh the whole skin to skin thing was just amazing he he opened his eyes his eyes were open he was just staring at me the whole time and it was like i mean if i talk about it enough i'll start like crying <laughs> right now but um, well i mean i'll i'll, I'll maybe yeah. save you from the tears yeah. that I know exactly what you're talking about, obviously, right? And that, that's cool part. And I think any dads out there, you kind of, kind of know, right? Fellow dads, I'm waiting for a kid to get up here. Um, yeah, I mean, same similar situation with our first, right? So I was there. I got to they did the little bathing. I was, you know, holding her hand and whatever like that. And it, like the whole time, I'm just kind of looking at it like, wow, it's uh, the way I described it to everybody. And you can let me know whether or not it's the same as you're tearing up um, is. Like, you know, you kind of fall in love with whoever you choose, right? You just kind of wonder, yeah, I kind of, this person, maybe I'm in love with them. Uh, but then it's, it's, a, it's more instant. You're like, how did, how did just fully formed love happen? Like right now, this, this, I don't even, you know, I know its name, but you know, um, I didn't think it, you know, full right. on love for this, for this brand new kid. Right. Um, so that, that's a pretty cool, I think, feeling or realization for me that I, that I had. Yeah. It sounds like uh, it was similar for you then. Yeah, yeah. And the the biggest thing was was it the first day or the second day after? So we had to be in the hospital for two days after. I think it was Friday. 
I I went out to get some food because I had not eaten very much either. I just couldn't, yeah. you know, uh, during all that, I was too stressed out. But um, I went to Waffle House, hmm. uh, which was right up the road. And I was like, like the only person there is like some actual like 50s music playing on the radio <laughs> in there. And I was like, this feels very appropriate. But I uh, got in the car and a song called Soul, Soul Shine came on. Um, and it it's one of my favorite songs, always has been, just because I think it's a really cool song and a pretty song. Uh, and got it has some really cool organ stuff in it uh, by Government Mule. But this was the Almond Brothers version, but yeah. um, it talks about like word like things my dad taught me, like kind of thing. <laughs> like there's a there's a yeah, yeah. just like my daddy used to stay sort of thing, and I just like that just sent me, you know, and uh, <laughs> and I felt th- at that moment I realized like I. Feel, I felt like there was a part of me, like my brain, of my being or whatever, that like unlocked and opened up that I didn't even know was there. You know what I mean? And uh, was waiting to be opened up. And it was the birth of the kid that, that did that, you know? So. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. And I think, uh, I was like, I think people downplay it because they don't want to, they want to, you know, be considerate of other people's feelings. But I also think that there is a certain amount of, I was say destiny is that that's kind of what we're built for, right? Like, right. I mean, we are just animals, right? You know, like, and it's like the, the flower wants to produce to do the next thing. Like, that's what it's there to do. And I think humans, like, whatever you say, our purpose is, or like, yeah, I'm not built to have kids. I just don't want to have kids. Whatever, right? I, I fully acknowledge that. And I'm not saying, you know, your in- life's incomplete if you don't have kids. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, but I am saying that I think you get a feeling of some kind of completion if you do have kids. Uh, and that's sort of how I like, like you're fulfilling some kind of purpose. Right. And I can see where, you know, like I said, I think where if you don't have any kids, you'd be like, oh, talking mess, huh? Like, yeah. oh, you know, I, I, no, I'm not. I, I, just, I also think, you know, like, I mean, um, there's there's a lot of reasons, right? Even like religious reasons to to not crank out any children, and 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 Lord knows there's there's a lot of times where I'm like, did I make the right decision? Because uh, right now I don't want these kids <laughs> in my face yelling at me. Uh, but you know what I'm saying like yeah, so I I do. You kind of know that you're just like ah, oh, this is why. Uh, and then you know some some writers that I, that I read, they've kind of talked about that that they were doing the right thing, being prudent getting their, you know, getting everything lined up in their careers and then kind of waiting to have kids like later on in their lives. And then as those kids have grown up, they kind of realize, you know what? Holy shit, there's not that much time left. And I, I kind of maybe would, you know, looking back at all of it, maybe I'd trade five five years of a career so I can have five more years with my kids or five more yeah. years at the end so I can have five more years with my grandkids, that kind of thing. Right. And I mean, that's what life is, a bunch of choices, um, you know, and you get consequences and they're good or bad. They're not, I mean, they're not good or bad. They just are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if you would have cranked out a kid when you were 15, I'm sure that would have sucked. I don't know that you would appreciate it as much as now that you're, what, 75? Right. Seven? Yeah. And that, that was Jagger over here. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that was a thought that crossed my mind is that maybe it was a more stark, like, th- feeling 
the change because I was older, because I wasn't in my twenties. Yeah, having a kid, you know, having a kid and stuff, and so I felt maybe the life without it for so much longer when it happened and the change that happened in my brain where all of a sudden like lyrics that I'd never paid attention to and never really meant anything to me, like were like hitting me like, like a hammer, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, was yeah, maybe a little bit, I don't know, but maybe, but maybe I'm just like an emotional dude. I mean, I am an emotional dude, but, uh, I, I I think, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm maybe, I think Jane's going to stay with that kid. Um, we talked about this before on this show, volume two, or at least the previous volume, um, that I think that, you know, like I said, around kid having time, I see you rubbing your tears out of your eyes, around kid having time and, and like at least six months afterward, I was a lot more emotional than I was at any other time. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you tell me, do you feel that? You feel like that? Like you're just, yes. you're more quick quick triggered tears yes, they're just yes. ready yeah and yeah. that could be a function of just being exhausted all the time too yeah but, I, yeah but yeah um yeah i think you know like i said i just kind of lean into it I, I i can see the argument i was saying is that you know so that you don't so you can appreciate the kid right you're like you're real soft with it because it's a yeah. brand new baby and you want to be soft with it so you're just yeah. like oh this is a baby uh but you know like it's it's uh it definitely happens and um you know it's fun there's a lot of good stuff about having kids, and yeah. I'm gl- I'm glad you're you get to enjoy it and all the good and then like the you know like I said the other part is that you have been worried about this kid for nine months leading up that was just you know the negative years now it's you know year zero, <laughs> and I was telling you know my friend I was like you know it doesn't it doesn't ever stop like I was like waiting like yeah now I can relax it, right. you, you, I realized that I couldn't. That you're like, well, okay, well, maybe, you know, like the baby's out. Can he, can he hear? They got to do the hearing test. Can, yeah, okay. Can he hear? Yeah. Uh, or, or uh, you know, like everything yep. all the way up until like it's learning. Is is reading fast enough? Is it reading too slowly? Is it reading, you know, is it reading too fast? It's, it's a brainiac kid. <laughs> um, you know, am I going to be able to challenge the, the kid enough? Is it going to be, is going to be able to have friends? Is going to be able to, you know, it, it, you know, everything about it all the way to the end. You're like, well. Maybe if I just die, the sweet release of death, that'll that'll end it all. And you're like, no, no, it won't, because then whatever age you die at, right, then that's gonna be the year that you died in your kid's life. Like, yeah, my dad died when I was 25. You're like, what? You can't have that. I gotta be around for the long haul. I gotta be around. Yeah. Is that good? Am I a burden on that kid? Are they gonna be relying on me too much? You know, the whole time. Maybe I just make it rich and just leave them millions of dollars. Like, oh no, they're gonna be a trust fund kid and be like these Kardashian assholes. We don't want that. You know, maybe yeah. you know, then now they're I'm gonna be the tight ass fucking, you know, um uh patriarch and they're gonna hate me. You know, like, oh dad, he's, just, he's a miser over here. Look at Uncle Scrooge. There's no there's no stop. There's yeah. no it's no end. It's constant tinkering. Uh and it's the worst, but it's also the best. <laughs> I'm so looking so. forward to it all. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have a little. You haven't even thought about those parts yet because your kid can't talk to you yet. Right. Uh, you don't know. It's like this kid being rude to me. Um, you know, right now just super cute, but then you're just scared about the world gonna, I don't crush it. Well, <sighs> I'm scared about how, <laughs> how I'm gonna avoid it getting a crazy southern accent and, and liking football, because <laughs> he's where he lives. Uh, but, I mean, liking football ain't too bad, but you know. 
uh, I don't know about going mudding. I never yeah. thought that was fun. But that yeah. seems like a waste of money. We'll, um, we'll see about all that. Because I, I definitely <laughs> remember growing up, like, I didn't enjoy most of the same things most of the people around me did. You know, I didn't value it. And it was a weird sort of, like, existence. I was okay with it for whatever reason. Because I just liked the stuff I liked. But, uh, you know, I see, like... My, I guess I never cared to fit in, but my sister did. My brother did <laughs> a little bit, a little bit less than my sister, and the choices they made, and the, how much longer it took them to like be okay with who they were. I think because because there are fewer people, you know, there are just fewer people, yeah. and so if you want to have peers and fit in, you you make I think more concessions than you would have to at a bigger place you maybe avoid a little bit more the the polarization because everybody's a little bit more different but maybe I, I'll, I'll i mean maybe I right but also consider that um like i mean it's like i said it's trade-offs you growing up in a small town uh was it john cougar that's great everybody knows your business and that's not good but then everybody knows you so that's sort of good right. uh you grew up in a big city you're, you know, there's so many people, but then you're just another person. So your, your relative worth is diminished, right? You're like, I've seen millions of people every day or whatever in hell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, so it's, it's all of that. I don't know. There's, I don't think either way is the right way, just a way. Yeah. And then you, you know, you kind of react to it. However you react to it. Right. Um, and then some a lot of it's just your kid in your circumstance. I mean, he might be like you, but he might be like your dad or your uncle, or your grandpa, or your aunt, you know. Yeah. Somebody like like uh, your wife's mom, dad, uncle, grandpa, that kind of deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's... My my dad, when they came over, I've never seen him like <laughs> as soft and jello jello like <laughs> as as he was. Like he he became the most soft spoken person I've ever seen in my life, and um, it, that was wild to watch him like reacting to that i'm sure he's that the way with Rhodes and nora too but i, I hadn't i wasn't around them uh for the as yeah, newborns yeah. but uh yeah it's good he he was eight pounds six ounces 22 inches long uh and so he wasn't nine pounds um <laughs> so and you know so they're lingering like what ifs in my mind like what if we had done this differently uh I'm pretty good about not dwelling on that, but but the things did cross my mind. The only thing that I know is that I feel like I I didn't do a lot of reading and research into the possibility C section because I was like just sure that it wasn't going to happen. We weren't going to get to that point, yeah. you know. Um, the whole hip pain thing was a, was a big curveball, and I think we could have avoided th- avoided it if we had not been dealing with that because we could have just gone gone on and on yeah i mean um, yeah, we we similar things like uh gina had back pain mm-hmm. right uh to start and that kind of like i said threw our whole calculations off and i think and so we as a, a team that's kind of you know god did we do the right thing we kind of rethought about it you know back and forth whatever and then we sort of had like some uh like re- i mean we've had three kids now right um, like each one is a new lesson in a different way. Mm. And, you know, 
I don't say you get better at it. They're just different experiences of, of a similar process. Right. A lot of things are different. Um, I mean, I can tell you, and I don't think it's going to help, that you can't look back at it and try to reanalyze it. Right. Because you you, it's, you never know. You don't know. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's a unique experience in time, and it it's never gonna reappear. Yeah, right. You can't you can't recreate it in that right. way. Right. Um, and you you will be thinking, man, wait, what if we did this? What if mm. what if we did eat McDonald's and not that kale salad? <laughs> right. Yeah. There's all kinds of ways how, where yeah. you stop with the postulating. Um, I think I think the thing is to focus on the good, right? Yeah. You have a kid. He's healthy. healthy. Yeah. Mom's healthy. Yeah. You, well, I mean, you're still 75 years old. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, all the all the other stuff is good. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. On procreating. Thank you. Um, I mean, I was I'm, I'm we, we can't talk. I, yeah, we can't can't talk about y'all's thing without y'all. I mean, you know, we can you we can. can talk about it. yeah. So we're up here in St. Louis. Yeah. We moved up. Congratulations. I guess I'm I, I, very cool about it, and that not that I don't think moving anywhere, you know, is like an accomplishment. I just think it's just something, you know. You just do it. Um, I, one thing, the plan was. All right, here we go. Back, back. She's back. Yeah. You have you have any um, other thoughts about as we're gonna talk about moving, but uh, any thoughts about. Dell and any advice about second guessing or wondering what he could have done, should have done. And so, so, I, yeah, so I Gina, was like, what do you uh, think of all that? <laughs> you were so quiet during the whole agreed. thing. Agreed. I'm gonna say agreed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't have any advice. I, Dell's over here crying all the time. Every time you say baby, <laughs> baby. Yeah. It's yeah. a magic switch. Let, yeah. <laughs> it was. I told I told Adam that I felt like there was like a piece of my brain or something that was like locked away and like unlocked, like open, like opened up, like unlocked. But <laughs> I I do want to say that y'all were a big and probably the biggest help through all this. Just as like preparation and talking our way through it, and and y'all as a resource, having having people close to us who we knew had gone through. Uh, the experience the same way that we had wanted to go through experience, you know, cause there weren't that many people who even like, I would say things about what we were thinking about doing and how we wanted it to go. And they were like, Oh, I've never even thought of that, you know? <laughs> uh, so even having pe just people who, who did that has been great. And I appreciate y'all very much for that. Um, high five. Mm -hmm. Internet high fives. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, so we moved, we're up here in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and I took a look at my paycheck, and I already got that five percent state tax. I gotta say, it made me want to look at Texas. You know, back. <laughs> God dang. Let's go back. God dang. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of impressions about the state, the the city. Um, you know, it's an old city. Uh, there's you know lots of uh, I think like, you know, there's like crime stats everybody's talking about. And I was like, I really, I guess. I mean, some people are like, oh yeah, it's so dangerous, and other people are like. I don't know, I really know, don't know anything about St. Louis. Um, you know, whatever. Our, our impressions, or my impressions of it, are that it's like any other place. It's like if you got San Antonio and then just moved it to the Midwest. Um, 
I feel like uh, and so they, what is it? My, my, the vibe about like Dallas, let's say, is one of people trying to get ahead all the time. And you can maybe say there's a lot of douches there. Like you just encounter more douches per capita. You're like, oh, this guy trying to expand his brand, or he's just talking to you, and he just gives like a "I'm networking with you" vibe, you know. Um, and in like San Antonio, it's kind of like, oh, I never really thought about it that. Oh, that's cool, huh? You know, it's kind of like I wasn't really gonna try very hard, but I mean, that's cool now that you mention it. Mm-hmm. I guess you kind of sum it up that way. Here in St. Louis, it's kind of like, uh, like I said, this is my early impressions. It's like, yeah, I was trying to get out, but I mean, <laughs> and then they just kind of trail off. <laughs> and I was like, ah, uh, okay, well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> were, you, were you done speaking? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. And, you know, so I mean, like I said, it's not bad. Some family oriented. Slogan, St. Louis, I'm here. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a lot of people that have just been here a long time. And so, yeah. like, we're, you know, it's kind of weird. We were like from Texas and they're like, wow, tell, you know, tell me more about Texas. And I think for like, yeah, I think maybe in county, I haven't asked anybody in politics, like, show me your voter registration. Uh, but, you know, some people that may be happy that Missouri is a red state are kind of like, oh, Texas. That's the real spot, right? That's what I know. Right. Yeah. Like everybody's walking around with guns, you know, and yeah. uh, no state tax. That's where it, that's where it is. All these Californians, conservative Californians, that come to Mississippi, and they just are so happy because <laughs> they think they can say whatever they want. Like to me, <laughs> and I'm like, you, you're talking to the wrong person. Yeah, and then then there's the other people that are like, you know, we we are in a it's it's a democratic city, and then you know, I was like. When you look at next door, which is I never recommend, and yet I still do it every once in a while. Yeah, don't look at next door. Don't. It, you just like, people like yeah. The world's on fire. Yeah, there's like if you read next door, we are currently in a war, and it's all the Democrat mayor fault, uh, mayor's fault, and uh, you know. But if you read, you know, just talk to other people. They're like, oh, I just you know, like if you look at Instagram, St. Louis is the most photogenic place in the world, and everybody loves the brick. Uh, and it's it's just wonderful and and charming, so you know it, it. Real life is that it. There's some spots that are cool. It's cold. We get an hour of less of daylight. That's one thing that I've been obsessing about. Wow. Yeah, because we're like five thousand miles north. Yeah. United States is huge. Yeah. Four thousand <laughs> four thousand of those miles are in Texas. <laughs> you're just Texas, and then you know, it's like Oklahoma. Boom, Oklahoma, Missouri, and then you're just there. I was like, dang, yeah, that was around like three o'clock. We're like, oh, it's almost nighttime, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, that's the weird part. It's very weird to me because I was like, man, is it? Am I? Because we drove it. I, I well, you want to tell the quick story? We're packing. We have too much shit. Too much crap. It's not like we're bragging like, oh, we got so much stuff. It's just a bunch of shit. I don't even know the good stuff. It's just stuff. And then. I'm like, what? What is in here? And you open a box, and it, it's, it's weird stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's that hat. I guess I do like this hat, but yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. We, we thought we pared it down. I don't know. Here's the thing: is that we moved from a different state, right? We never hadn't done that ever, like us with adult type things. Also, three kids. Speaking of kids, Don't right? Sound creepy. We don't. Uh, <laughs> just random kids. We took, yeah. um, <laughs> and like their stuff. I. <laughs> no, I mean, so like we were looking at all their stuff. That you were, yeah, we we're both remarking today. Is like they have too many toys. Um, Way too many. Yeah. 
we've unpacked like half their stuff. There's and more stuff. There's still like six boxes. Yeah. <laughs> They're completely full. That's labeled toys. I'm like, why? I know. I, I don't know. We've been on a crusade to not give them any toys. I'm pretty sure I don't buy them any toys. Oh, Somebody's been buying them toys. Blame family. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't like them. I, I rather they. <laughs> so <laughs> they got a lot of stuff. And they got a little playroom now. And they're super excited about it. Uh, this whole thing has been navigating feelings, our own feelings of being tired and moving and the logistics of it all. The children getting homesick, like, I want to go back home to my bed. And, my... and you feel sad and like, what am I doing? I'm a monster making a move. <laughs> also, shut up. <laughs> uh, Gina? This is perfectly fine. Yeah. Go to sleep. Yeah, and then you know, especially when they've been acting out, like I mentioned earlier, you're just like, your kid can't talk to you now. But eventually they're going to say something and you're like, this kid is being rude to me right now. And then it, it's a moment in time, you know, you're like, okay, what do I do about it, right? Like, my gut reaction is to punt them across the earth. <laughs> um, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. Maybe I will. I want to do that, but I'm not going to do that. So what is the alternatives? Like, you start going, he's like shuffling the deck. Like, all right, well, can't play that card. What card am I going to play? Uh, I don't like the way you spoke to me just now. Um, you know? Yeah. Also, Can don't hit me in the face. Uh, yeah. So then you're it's like... Is it because they're tired? They're homesick. They miss their family. Should I be a little bit more lenient? But if she tells me to shut up, you idiot, one more time, I will punt her. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I quote in some show, but you know, like I said, it's when we're tired and we're driving and the snow flurries. I don't have a whole lot of patience, yeah. you know. So, can the the burning question on my heart is? I've, I've seen a lot of your instagram posts and they're all of like being at a different restaurant trying the different flavor and all the restaurants look incredibly old just from the very Dang, you know talking mess. that's not a bad thing i just they look at them old ass restaurants in st louis established it looks very <laughs> same i said lewis and clark's uh you know where they, they but loaded I, up before heading west but it gives me a vibe of like it's all in walking distance are are those walking to restaurants or are you driving to these places we're driving, okay. but that's only so because we're we're doing we're going to get. It's the thing we had too much stuff, but we don't even have good stuff. We sold a bunch of stuff or got rid of stuff. And we're like, sweet, we're gonna pack it onto this pod. We had a big. Plan. How is this relevant to the question? So we were driving to go get stuff. We, that's why we're driving. That's what I said. That. Um. I just keep I just keep thinking about it. So. You got a lot of crap, man. Yeah. 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 Well, so you I mean, do like and we're, I did and just sell everything and start over from zero. Yeah. The, I mean, That's the problem is that yeah, it it's not because then you're like, I want to sit down, and yeah. you can't because yeah. there's no place to sit down. Right. We bought a chair here. We went to like an outlet place, and you know, got a nice chair. Prudent with our money, and they had to deliver it. Here's the other thing, right? So St. Louis is old as hell. So the doors are like non-standard, or they're standard for when people were like five foot one. Different standard. Right. Yeah, look at this tall guy, Standing five foot standard. six. Look at this dude right here. You know, like it was like that. Like, look at the giant. He's five foot six. Um, like they're like, yeah, this this fridge is not gonna fit in here, bud. And we're like, oh, so we had to like take it apart. They took it apart and install it, and I don't know. Yeah, just just everything. Uh, is like fits. a few extra thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I, we never had a basement before, so I had to go down there and I was like, 
what's up with this basement? Like you can see it's so old. You can see the old knob and tube wiring, like where it was, uh-huh. and like how it was ripped out. You see the basic cable installed. You know, it's just layers upon layers of stuff. And you know, it's like oh, I guess that's kind of cool. How do you do that? I don't. I'm just everything is kind of a change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Old. So. That's cool though. Do y'all, does Missouri have tornadoes? People? Yes, it has tornadoes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You'll be glad yeah, for the I basement. Think, I think just before we moved here, when the the big tornadoes that were in the news in like Kentucky and stuff, mm-hmm. they the the like path of those ended or started one of the two right like maybe thirty minutes north of where we are now. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's um. There's the, there's all those climate change factors, you know, happening. I, I think um, my particular obsession or something right now, right now in this house is like, so we didn't get to look at it in person, right? So we didn't get to see it until we got here. And we were already a little thrown off because, like I said, we had too much stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were planning was to throw it all in a pod, have it shipped here. We have a fun little road trip on our way up. And we still had a fun road trip, but we had a U-Haul, right? A 15-footer that we threw everything else. More stuff in. Yeah. And so, it, I mean, you know, like I said, like, it made sense. One, we just kind of mistimed. And I, I was starting to say, we've never moved from state to state before. Usually, like, in town or, like, you know. Cross Like, state. just graduated college kind of deal where you don't have anything, right? You have a, a futon or something. Um, so... There's a whole lot of like, well, you know, you take all those little car trips. Like, well, sure, we'll load up the moving truck, but then I'll just drive the dishes over there. And, you know, you don't really pack them up. You just carry yeah. them inside. Yeah. So without those, I don't think we had a good sense of how many, many, many trips like that we were taking the last couple times we moved in town. Uh, because we're like, that eh, should fit. That should fit. And then we look, I'm like, it's not going to fit. <laughs> yeah. Once you have to do a thorough job packing. Every dish, yeah. every cup. Yeah, it's like, we got too many sure mugs. <laughs> in that move, so yeah, then you realize you got a bajillion boxes. How many pint glasses you own? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of those. Yeah. But but we're also saying, like, that's not the reason why we had to buy a truck. It wasn't right. like, you know, like we're like, just jingling and jingling. Part of the reason. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think it was just that. Also, we had the added fact that. Your mom. We had a ton of books. Yeah, yeah, books. Your mom moved, and she gave us a bunch of toys. It took a lot of. Yeah, you know, we inherited was, toys. That was dumb. That added like eight boxes of toys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, and so we didn't get to go through them. They were just kind of like, "Hey, y'all are moving. Here's a bunch of boxes. Add them to your, you know, quote." Would that have made everything fit? I don't know. We also were planning on selling the sofas, and they didn't sell. They were like, you know, somebody yeah. please buy these. And as we we're driving up to Oklahoma, they're like, "Oh." I'll buy it. Are you still for sale? I was like, too late, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll leave it on the side of the road in Texarkana. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, ultimately, it threw us off. So we were extra tired, right? Because I was driving the U-Haul. The plan was to just kind of yeah, trade off driving. No, no brakes on the drive. No brakes. So we were, we're driving, and then, you know, it was like New Year's. We hung out with some friends in, in Dallas. That was a good time. Uh, but then we had, like, some snow flurries in Oklahoma. So the temperature dropped from like 70 to 18 on that drive. And uh, so it made any like potty breaks, gas fill-ups, anything just a little extra 
you know, yeah, we're like, you know, we probably should buy coats, you know, that whole thing. Like, we so you know, I'm, I'm saying we I hadn't seen the house. <laughs> Gina, Gina's very sad about that. You want to explain? I that? still am. Yeah. So, uh, I tried to rehome all of the plants that we owned. We had like twelve plants, maybe. I miss some of those plants. And me too. I liked all of them, but I was like, they're not going to travel in a pod, and we can't fill up our van with plants <laughs> if we're all going to be yeah. in it. And um. So, yeah, we rehomed most of them, but we had one plant that we've had since college. It was like our first house plant, basically. And it's been alive this whole time. It's like the world's easiest plant to it's care for. It's otherwise unremarkable, this plant. I mean, yeah, you know, like yeah. sometimes you forget it exists and it's fine with that. I think you're in a picture with at least with it at least a couple times. And you didn't even know. Yeah. It's in the background. Yeah, this, this plant's like 16, 17 years old now. Yeah. And uh, so I decided, you know, we decided toward the end, like, we'll take the plant. Like, I didn't want to take it. I didn't want it to get injured on the ride. Like, yeah. like how are we going to have that in the van and not, like, so stuff's going to fall on it or something. Um, but anyway, we decided we'll take it. You know, I got, like, a lamp box from the U-Haul store because it's kind of tall to sit in. And we're like, it'll be fine. And then cut to we're driving in the middle of like a cold front crossing the U.S. and we cross into Oklahoma from Texas and the the temperature instantly drops like 30 degrees. Mm-hmm. We're like, damn, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> then we stopped for the night at our first stop and left the plant in the car. It was a conscious decision, but when we thought about it, I was like, eh, it's in the box. It's kind of insulated. Like if it were outside and we covered it, yeah, that kind of the same. Deal. That'd be kind yeah. of all you'd do for it. Right. Yeah. So, granted, it is a house plant, but <laughs> you know what? What plant is truly a house plant? Yeah. Anywho, we thought it'd be fine. It was not fine. Yeah. So it was like, you know, what normally stands, you know, really erect, probably about three to four feet stalks. They're all completely wilted. Mm-hmm. It looks like a dead spider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was devastating. Yeah. I'm like, we should have left it yeah. or I, brought I, it in, out of the vehicle. I, so I think my my pop psychology thing is that it was just like a, like a, a, a totem, kind of like an indicator for Gina's feelings about the whole thing. Like, if I can take care of this plant, I know that we're we're good and if i can't take care of this plant then We've what failed. else am i failing around here like you know all that's kind of falling apart um i so i i get that you know it kind of makes sense um i think for me it was like something else i mentioned the other day and i can't remember what it was oh uh, it's it's like oh, oh you lost a, yeah, a plug a usb a cord yeah <laughs> i was more upset about that i'm still kicking myself for not having it but for me it's the kind of the same thing like i've had that one it just like one in my travel bag i know where it is and i had i was yeah it came in handy i was like i got a charge i was in the u-haul i had to charge my phone i had it handy and i had it and i used it and it was all good but i fell out in like one of the you know load everybody into the hotel room load it whatever and i couldn't find it and for me i was like it's sort of an indicator that i'm like out of control um but so all that the rest, I guess, is not yummy. 
we're traveling and we're fully employed, we're healthy, yeah, all that. Like everybody's fine. Yeah, it's but mostly good. You know, we're we're not we're not a hundred percent, and so we get here, and on the third, and the whole time we're trying to navigate, navigating work, navigating packing, all that stuff that's happening. Because like day of, you know, once we realized that po- it wouldn't fit in the pod, we had to try to organize more movers or get the U-Haul. We're trying to we're alter altering plans in the moment. And also trying to navigate the kids who are like, you know, I won't say freaking out, but they're just kind of like they. You can see that they're disrupted in their day, right? And so that, you know, like I said it has consequences in that day. They can't just be like, oh yeah, this is. They can't talk it out. They just kind of get extra hyper or or rude, and then they're like, are you gonna spend some time with us? As we're just packing dishes at three in the morning. <laughs> uh, so you know, like, and you know, I was tired from loading up the thing. You know, my uncle helped me out. I appreciate that. That was really good. Because, you know, he, like, roped it up perfectly. Nothing moved. Nothing. When I opened it up, it looked exactly exactly like it did when we loaded it yeah. up. So, good job, him. The movers, the professional movers, there was some movement. Yeah. There was some jiggle in some of those things. Um, so, anyway, we get here on the 3rd. And this is our first walkthrough. This, the seller was supposed to have made repairs and all that whole thing. You know, the, you ever buy a place and they're like, ah, well, I don't like this. Can you fix that? You fix that. You know, then, you know, that's posted inspection kind of stuff. So we're walking through. Uh, and this, the seller is here. That was, should have been a red weird. flag. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. So this whole. You're like never supposed to meet. It's all yeah. taboo. Right. Like you sign the papers <laughs> and you see you see them in passing on your way out of signing the papers or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we've been. After we find some things not right, you know, I, I guess the best way to sum it up is that, you know, we're looking at places and in any, you know, real estate transaction, there's a place where you're like, oh, man, this looks great in pictures. And you go in, you're like, oh, this place sucks. Or it doesn't look so great in pictures. You're like, you know, actually, when you get there in person, it looks so great. Whatever. And so you're trying to find the best place that, you know, for you and your family, but then also that, um, doesn't have pocketbook. yeah in your in your pocketbook <laughs> and we had told the, the the agent we're like look i don't we want something updated like so either kind of news because you know we don't want to be doing weekend projects the whole time mm-hmm. like well i gotta knock down a wall so that's gonna take up you know five weekends because we got young kids we don't really want that sure. or need that um but at the same time you know we're not rich folks out here so we can't pay for two million dollar house or something like that you know what i mean with everything perfect so, we know that we're making some trade-offs. Um, and then we also know, like, the market people are still trying to buy stuff. We thought we found an okay place. There's some things we didn't like about it. Um, but, you know, we're like, oh, it's fine. The space, yeah, it should be fine. Um, you know, maybe it's older. I think the our specific uh, concern was, like, the the AC, ACs and the furnaces were a little old. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, uh, can we, you know, we're doing some negotiating. But finally, we're like, okay, they'll repair it, but we'll be fine. So we get in, and I can see that there's a lot of details that were not done right. Like, I was looking at the backsplash. Looks great until you duck down and see the bottom. You're like, they didn't really complete that line because it would have taken an extra time and effort, and it would have been to do it the right. There's a corner. It's kind of missing a completed edge. Of like a, just a border, and I'm like, yeah, that's another detail. And I think that's the best way to sum up this place. Is there's a lot of details. I'm like, they didn't really complete this here. I was, 
I was looking at the shower. It was kind of loose. And so it, it's all nice, right? It's mowing, whatever, right. like the fancy brush nickel, whatever. It looks yeah. kind of fancy. So then I take it apart, and I'm like, they didn't install this right. Yeah. Like, they were supposed to cut out the tile, and they didn't. They just kind of put it on top of it. Yeah. And then whoever did just kind of hacked away. They didn't have, like, the full kit that goes with it. They're just like, ah, just get, like, this nut and kind of squeeze it in there. Yeah. And then I'm like, that's why the handle's kind of weird. I'm like, man, what else is yeah like that around here? Yeah. So there's we've been trying not to complain and trying to embrace. You know, I was like, it's ours. But, you know I am spending my time ordering stuff or going to Home Depot, grabbing some th- stuff. I feel you there, so, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I sit down, use the restroom, and the toilet rocks. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I moving? Yeah. <laughs> toilet not supposed to do I that. I like this rocking chair <laughs> toilet. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it to the see, yeah. Okay. And the thing is, that, so, you know, we had, you know, some people look at this and that. And I think on the positive side, it looks like it's just, it really is just the details. Like, they tiled it, and so when the guy had to put it back on, he didn't do the great jo- great job doing that. Right. But I'm kind of concerned about the tile. But and here's I guess this may be something about St. Louis. Everybody that's seen the house, like the AT and T installer, the mover guys, the real estate agent, um, an electrician, um, you know, uh, some other installers. There was two AT and T installers because one of them kind of sucked. But um, they're all like, "Oh, it's really great. It looks really nice." I'm in a lot of houses. This is pretty good. So uh, that gives me a, well, that's good. Yeah. So says you. Like every, they've all been in the basements and they're like, oh, this is a really good basement. Um, I don't know. I have no frame of reference. Right. I seen one basement and that was in like Michigan when I was like seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that was like my, my uncle's basement somewhere. And I, I half remember it. I think he had a TV there. <laughs> that's yeah. all I remember. Um, yeah. So I have no frame of reference. I feel like we're getting, we got poked in there. We probably paid a little too much as I am ordering some stuff to fix the the install of the thing. Uh, you know, we got a freestanding tub, I guess. That's cool. But then I, whoever did the, the work lost the, the uh, like, the toe-tap drain piece. Mm. It's, like, pop-up. Mm. And so he, you can see that he clearly got one that was meant for the sink, super glued it because it was, like, a push-button one, and then just said, ah, that'll do I'm like, that's and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. I was like, what though? <laughs> uh, so little things. Yeah. Like you're trying to like settle in and go about your routine, but then you discover those things as you go because you're like, let's use the bath now. Finally, oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me use the shower. Okay, this is weird. Yeah. Why doesn't this turn off all the way? Yeah, because yeah, you were saying I think sums up with the shower like it, like the hot like or cold kept or something. Rotating, you know, yeah. like it's supposed to shut off. All right. So I was like, you know what? That's probably just the cartridge bad. Like, it, right. you know, they probably did the whole install, then it probably just left the old cartridge in there. I can just swap that out. I'll just take the toolbox up there. I took a shower. I could see what was happening. So I was like, all right, let me just knock this out. But then I pull it out, and I was like, this doesn't look right. This doesn't look right. This is installed wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and so then just to confirm that, you know, I just do a quick Google, watch a couple YouTube videos, and I'm like, yeah, this is how it should have been installed. And so then it makes me more mad because it didn't, I don't, you know, I've never installed a, you know, <laughs> bath shower thing ever. Uh, but now I know how to do it and I can see how the guy did it wrong. I'm like, all he had to do is do that. And he didn't. And then where's, where's like the whole yeah. kit yeah, that goes with the it? dishwasher's broken. Yeah. Just like, that's fine. We don't typically use it anyway. We usually just wash stuff by hand, but 
now we can't. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why is it there? Yeah. It's broken. Right. And nobody said anything. That so. sucks. Yeah. Just, just think. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, yeah, like, there's no, there's no, there's no caulk around, like, the tub, like, the regular cut tub. I, I mean, or it's just not done. It looks like it was done in a hurry. Right. And, and. You guys get it. Yeah. Uh, like, the, the seller was here, like, finishing up some details. Like, on the day before closing, I, I no, no, here's the thing, right? I was like, yeah, I mean, should I be worried about this yeah. real estate agent? He was like, yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. I, I felt like nobody was freaking out about things right? like we were. but th- So that made me think maybe we were thinking about it. I don't know. Uh, it's probably a lot. Uh, it, everything you're sa- saying sounds a lot like everybody's attitude and the way things are in Mississippi, too. It's just a little bit more <laughs> laid back, and they're used to everybody. It sounds like a lot of the work that was done was DIY stuff. Like the same thing, all the issues that we've had here at this house, it's like, obviously a professional did not install this or they call themselves a professional. They're just a good old boy. You know, you know, like I fix everything sort of thing. I'm not a dedicated plumber. I'm just like a fix all guy. And, um, yeah. So I think that you're probably just dealing with that. Your standards are a little bit different. You've lived in, places that are a little bit more modernized in general i think you know and standards were different in texas i think for me my experience you know i came back and and i was like expecting a lot of things but (laughs) if the bones and structure is structure if there are no structural issues in your house that's a good thing all the other stuff is ultimately cosmetic you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. that's what i think yeah Yeah, we at least know it's been standing for over 100 years so like (laughs) That? <laughs> Except now, yeah. I mean, so like, uh, yeah, there's just like a couple times where like the floor doesn't really meet the edge. I was like, you know, that I feel like somebody mismeasured here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what? Come on, man! Like, what are we doing? Got eyeballing going. Yeah. It, well, so to your point, right? If it, I, I was thinking, did they DIY it? We know they had a contractor because we know at least one guy was sleeping on the job. That was when they're like, yeah, they're they're motivated sellers because I know they had a bad showing because it was on the market for a while. I was like, what's going on with it? Uh, they're like, yeah. Well, when they're gonna show it, there was they went in to show, and then there's a guy sleeping on the floor, and they're like, ah, you know. So it was just kind of. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't know if they had anybody here to supervise the work going right. on, right? Because I think the original owners, I don't know all the details. Maybe they were moving, whatever, uh, like out of state or something. But I will say that. So I had the electrician come in because I saw in the kitchen island, uh, like they didn't, re- you know. It's supposed to have like aluminum casing around the outlet, right? Because it's in the thing. But I saw the yellow wire, right? You know, the you know the jacketed electrical wire going up to the outlet. It looked like they just did what should be, you know, the the kind of receptacle install that you would have behind some drywall. They had it under the kitchen island, just kind of naked there, right? And I'm like, that can't seem right. Let me call the electrician, three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. to have them look through the whole thing, right? Just look around, give me a whole inspection see everything's good he said everything's good that gave me you know a good feeling but that was the first thing i pointed out to him i was like what what's going on there it turns out this electrician's from texas so that was cool we had like some texas (laughs) talk and he was like yeah um i wouldn't do it that way but i see that a lot around here like that passes inspection every time like uh i wouldn't i don't i wouldn't do it that way but you know you're probably fine. It's not that big of a deal. But, yeah. So then that, you know, just a little anecdote to add to that. 
perception. That's what St. Louis is like. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, are there I other big cities outside of St. Louis? St. Louis is like the big city, and then there's most like little places, right? Yeah, I think the nearest big. Well, I mean, St. Louis is close to Memphis and also Kansas City. I mean, within and also, the state, right? There's yeah. How big is St. Charles? St. Charles is small. Yeah. So you're dealing yeah, so, with that on a statewide issue, right? Like Mississippi again is is like there's one biggish city, Jackson, and everything else is relatively small, and so regulations for how things are are not as tightly controlled <laughs> across the board because. It's a bunch of little hamlets, basically. You know, in Texas, you have a lot of big cities, you know, huge cities, you know. Mm -hmm. Just thoughts. These yeah, are I, like yeah, you know, armchair things to quarterback consider. things. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, St. Louis is, uh, it is old. And um, I think one opinion I, I've had that it's changed is uh, I don't like exposed brick walls anymore. <laughs> really? After our Airbnb what? experience. <laughs> it was cold as hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turns out there's no insulation. I was like, man, I'm cold. Yeah. <laughs> cold so air and the brick in you. <laughs> I was like, I feel the the brick is cooling me off. <laughs> uh, I mean, some, you know, they were just, I was just noticing. I was like, it's, it's real drafty over here. Yeah, yeah, we've always liked the look of that, and we stayed in a place where the whole back wall of the house was brick, and it was freezing. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you figure out why aesthetics like aren't aren't the end all be all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I was a little sad. So this place, you know, I said it's old, but it doesn't have any brick showing. Um, and I was like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to expose some brick or something. Until I was like, yeah, let's. Let's put some drywall up, put some insulation in there, because yeah. uh, it's cold, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's the thing too. Is like everybody's, we did adapt pretty quickly because. Um, yeah, it only took us a few days to yeah. say things like, "Hey, it's going to be thirty today. Let's go to the park." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was in the twenties because it was like eighteen, fifteen there for a while, right? And then it was like some ice. And then it got up to the to like twenty nine. We woke up early. I was like, "Hey, it's only twenty. Let's walk to the to the breakfast spot over there." Yeah. And we did. <laughs> so you know, it was nice. It was nice, and it was like uh, was it like forty, thirty, thirty or forty degrees. And we went to the park. Like it's a nice. It was kind of warm today, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that quickly we adapted. That's good. Yeah, it's wild, huh? Yeah. What's the humidity yeah. like? Is it humid or? Uh, so That's far, not right. everybody. You know, it, talking with other people, we're trading stories about places we've been. Uh, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, it's weather's crazy here. It'll be like super cold and then super hot." And everywhere like, yeah, I've ever lived, we call it. the people. Everybody say says that. that. Yeah, yeah. Turns yeah. out that's just weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. Uh, but we've been here in the summer, right? Because we came up to visit. I did not find it like muggy people yeah. were like oh it's so humid yeah we came on like apparently a humid day and we're fine right we were, we were walking around and again that was like relative to the texas weather we had left where it was like you know the depths of hell hot right. and then we came up you know like it was fine yeah. and you know well, we'll we'll adjust i guess so we've been here in the summer we've been here in the winter not at its coldest. Everybody's like February's where it gets colder, but we did hit the first cold snap where it was like eight 
degrees. It was, you know, yeah, I think 18. It's be like that again that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's cool. That's cool. I can't wait till next summer and you're all like, man, it's so freaking hot. And it's going to be like yeah. 94 it's degrees and 8% humidity. <laughs> so humid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know, you do adjust to all of that Quickly, stuff. I remember... Yeah. I think a good portion of that too is just having the right gear or whatever like that. Like cold, I remember specifically hating the cold one time. Uh, like after being in Dallas, I remember just looking. I was like, I hate the cold. I hate it. I'm tired of cold. I'm tired of being cold. And I think it was more a function of me being in college and not having any appropriate winter gear. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cold for a couple, like two straight years in Dallas, or it was like snowed or something. Um, I mean, then we were talking about like we're speaking all the stuff we had. There was like some boxes where we had like winter gear. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know. How, we wore those like one day. Now we're wearing them out. Yeah, bring <laughs> yeah. It, pulled the tags off some gloves we got like gifted <laughs> two years ago. Like, yeah, I mean, wear those. <laughs> when do you have when do you have need of gloves? There's like one day where it maybe gets down to like forty. Yeah, you just like mm. shove your hands. Yeah, I'm just not. Yeah, I'm not gonna be outside that day. I'll yeah. just be inside yeah. <laughs> on that day. But now, yeah, I'm like, well, so I need some gloves. Gotta get stuff done. Yeah, so you know, don't some gloves or something. For the most part, it's been fine. So yeah, so far so good, mostly good. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been cool. Can't wait to hear the what? unfolding saga of Saint of Saint Louis. I'm ready to. I'm excited to see what y'all discover and explore. It's not a city I ever think about very much, you know. <laughs> I think so far, you know, like w- the problem there. W- <laughs> what's 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 cool about St. Louis is that it was, you know, like you said the place everybody was going. Right. It was the Austin of the United States for a good, you know, like for a good moment in time there. Right. Where everybody was like, we're so tired of these old cities like New York and Boston and wherever we're going out west to St. Louis. That's the next place to be. It's open you know all that other good stuff a lot of industry new jobs that kind of thing and then it's time passed right you know people moved on elsewhere further out west or whatever and then st louis kind of lost its place in the uh yeah i guess the constellation of cities in the united states but it has it once was great right it has all those cool buildings and the traditions or whatever um you know it's old there's some grand old houses some cool stuff and some houses that used to be cool that are now a pile of bricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally. So, there you go. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Drainage Bank Podcast, Volume 3, I think. And Episode 1 of said volume in 2022. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, Google Podcasts. You know, we're we're any and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Fancy. We sold yeah. out. I mean, we, sell out. we don't have any ads or nothing like that, right? <laughs> uh, tell your friends. <laughs> tell your friends so we can put some ads in here, right? So that way we can help Dell pay for his kid. Please. Um, you know, yeah, <laughs> and we can pay for I don't know, like brick repair or something. I don't know. Who knows? What we're gonna need. Uh, you never know. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things in the inspector's report is like we got to fill in some holes, and it's like three stories tall. Like, how the hell are you gonna get up there? 
I can't do it myself. I'm going to call somebody. Yeah. And we already know the quality of the St. Louis, uh, you know, contract. <laughs> The guy's like, I can throw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Try to toss it. Um, so we'll see what's up. You listen. Continuing journey. It's not always going to be talking about babies in, in St. Louis. We'll talk about other stuff. And you'll find that out next week. Go to the site, derangedpenguin.com, P-E-N-G-W-I-N.com. And, uh, you know, tell your friends all that other good stuff. Bye. Bye. You think they could hear my peace on?